0: One, two, three.
1: Tamika, thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode. Jeez, I think we are on episode 20. We are like really, Ooh. right? We are really moving. Um, It is so amazing. Um, one thing that God really put in my spirit this week is to leave nothing undone. So that's something that I have been learning that when you start something, it's so important to finish it And I think that that quote that God dropped down in my spirit is really going to go perfect with our topic today, leave nothing undone. And when I, when I'm I'm telling y'all, it's going to be juicy. So right now you're probably thinking that that means one thing, but when I tell you to leave nothing undone, (laughs) husbands and wives leave nothing undone. (laughs) So (laughs) we are going to just jump into some really, really juicy content. We wanted to reach out um, and give, you know, we do such serious uh, content on Tuesday with Tamika and it's just, you know, our nature, it's who we are, me and P, but we also wanted to, P had this amazing concept of Jazzy July where we just like. You know bring some some sizzle and some spice onto the podcast and so she married now <laughs>
0: <laughs> you act like i wasn't doing it when i wasn't married but praise the lord say.
1: <laughs> but now that she is you know official and legal and locked and loaded we can have this conversation without any shame without any doubt yeah. which you know i know p she, you know,
0: Ain't no shame in my game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Pete, let's jump right into this. When you hear that quote, leave nothing undone in the context of marriage. And let's just, just, let tell the people. Sexuality. No, we you know what we can- <laughs> to
0: whisper it. Like
1: we don't have to whisper it, but you know, there's so much um negative connotation when we talk about sex, even in the confines of a marriage. So P what yeah. are your thoughts just surrounding some of these topics? And then we have a special guest I cannot wait to bring on.
0: Well, you guys know me, like you know me. I I do not, uh, de- um, so to speak, maybe walk to the beat of the best Christian drum. I should say, um, and so like I've always just been a little bit more liberal in my views and how I live uh, my life. I do respect and I honor what marriage has to bring to a sexual relationship, and I think. Um, if you grew up like me, Pentecostal, then you have to come to, through a journey to really appreciate your sexuality and who you are and have fun with it. And so I think I, I've been there for quite some time and I, you know, I just love living in that place. Um, I definitely am loving the opportunity to be able to come uh, to, to the TWT fam now that we are both married and honest women. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that we, we can bring, uh, you know, this to you in a way that is responsible because I'm not going to lie. You know, last week we talked, you know, about entanglements and i not being honest. I ain't going to lie and pretend like, oh, I'm married. So now I can have sex. Y'all know I've been having sex. So I ain't going to lie. You don't, you ain't going to count me in, in an entanglement. Um, <laughs> but we do, uh, we do want to be responsible because it is, you know, we're, we're not trying to be like, hey, everybody just go out there, have Hazar or Sama, and shoot it and boot it. There should be some responsibility. Mm-hmm. We are a, a quote unquote Christian podcast. And so we do, you know, you guys behave. Don't be like me. I'm a poor example. You know what I mean? I'm So don't. <laughs> well, be you like know me.
1: the the thief costume? <laughs> The thing about you is you're honest and you say what a lot of people are doing and you say it and you do it unash- uh, you know unashamed and so I know that God has definitely besides us being sisters and we love each other to death, um, we we have like this this great energy in between us where you know, we have both grown into something and, and you know me, I, I've had my own share of entanglements that I've talked <laughs> about very freely, but now I'm, I've, I'm really grateful that in the confines of my marriage, I right. am free. I am sexually free, sexually liberated. And it took some time to get here. Like it was not, I, I can tell you guys, you guys all know that I've successfully completed some other relationships. So this is marriage right. number three for me. In my first two marriages, and for you too, P, right? Yep. And I think yep. for our guests as well, we're going to bring yeah. her on and she's going to talk about that as Lucky well. Lucky number three.
2: Lucky. <laughs> Lucky number three.
1: And I think, um, you know, so, so a couple of taboos that come along with um, marriage and sexuality and all those different things. And I could say that for my first two marriages, I was not free. You know, I, I almost felt like even while having sex, in marriage that I was sinning like I felt like this because like you said coming from that very strict religious background where you're taught marriage you know just don't do it don't do it don't do it which I agree with that you know wait no fornication no adultery none of that but then once you get into it what's not taught is how to enjoy it what's not taught is how to be liberated in sex you know how you know what's not taught even in you know we don't even have to talk about in church but just in the world it's not talked about that women can enjoy sex um mm-hmm. we don't get into it i don't want to give all the juice because i can
0: tell yeah, you we, we get ahead of ourselves so ahead of into it <laughs> yes so um, don't are we ready to introduce <laughs> our uh guests here yes go ahead and read her bio all right so miss mavis mcknight is a candid caring and passionate certified sex coach and marriage advocate she is on a mission to educate empower and to inspire christian wives to enrich their sexual relationship she encourages women to embrace their sexuality learn to be creative and bring more fun and excitement to their intimate lives. Woo. Her goal is to teach women to add flavor and spice to their sex life, blend sex positive messages with actions and create tantalizing sexual experience that burst with sweetness. Some of her areas of expertise is for those who have little or no interest in sex, can't orgasm with a partner, um maybe you want to you know learn how to plan more romantic and erotic dates, um and having intimacy outside of the bedroom just to name a few um this girl is educated she puts on a lot of workshops and seminars she has a bachelor's degree in psychology a master's degree in human services she's a clinical sexologist and certified sex coach So we about to get
1: it
2: happen. (laughs) Welcome,
1: welcome, welcome so much, Mavis. Thank you. Your your bio is fire, and I can't wait, (laughs) I mean, tantalizing? Like, can we we talk about tantalizing sex, that sounds good
0: already.
3: That's right. I want to get some tantalizing. That's right. So
1: Mavis, tell the people a little bit more about yourself. Your bio definitely speaks for itself, and it it just shows, once again, TWT fam, we bring you guys certified, licensed, like we, we, we don't just bring you guys junk. We want to bring you people that know what they're talking about. So Mavis, tell us a little bit more about yourself and then we're going to jump right into this interview.
3: Okay. Well, one of the things, of course, that my bio didn't cover, oh, first let me say thank you and that i appreciate you i appreciate you p i appreciate you guys for um inviting me to come on to your podcast so um what what my bio didn't say was that i am a pastor's wife and i think yeah and i think that that is the key to the believers being able to accept the information that i'm sharing because i had shared this before um I watched Michelle Obama's uh, documentary, The Becoming, and she Mm -hmm. said that she believes that God gave them that platform for a reason, and she's not going to waste it. And I believe the same thing, that God gave me this platform as a first lady, and I am not going to waste it. So um, it's a position of trust. So that's why I have to make sure that my information is correct, uh, Mm -hmm. because a lot of the, the history of the church and believers is, you know, people just Teaching stuff that's just not really true.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
3: misinformation, miseducation. Mis- so, that's a big part of what I do and why I do it to make sure that people are educated correctly in this whole area of sexuality and sex in marriage. So, yes. that's those, That's what I wanted to share. That was, uh, wasn't in my bio.
1: Yeah, thank you yes, so much, definitely. Mavis. And a little backstory me and Mavis actually met um, at a speaking engagement that I did a few years ago. And right. the funny thing is is um, as um, right after the engagement, I had my bridal shower. So I was on my way to my bridal shower and we kept saying, this was maybe three, four years ago. And we kept saying, we're gonna connect, we're gonna connect. And God's perfect timing, right? That we we connected and now we're able to share this great information because like she said, I do believe that there is a disconnect in the Christian faith where we don't have the correct information on sexuality and how, you know, God feels about it because he created it. Like he created it. He gave us all the parts and all the stuff to make us enjoy it. And and if it wasn't supposed to be enjoyed, we wouldn't have, the things that make us enjoy it, but I ain't no sexologist, so I'm just <laughs> gonna.
3: Yeah, but you know what? You're, you're a, a self-bodyologist, so you know your yes. own body, so. <laughs> so that's good. That's all right.
1: Yes, so Mavis, tell us, um, so we're going to go ahead and jump right into these interview questions. Um okay. I know I I hinted to the fact that this, you are a first lady and we honor you. We've had another first lady on talk about mental health and the church. And so this is just a great, another great topic that I feel like God is kind of opening up our minds to. Um, Mm -hmm. But I know that this is not your first marriage that you're in. And another question I, I had is have you always been sex positive or have you always been open, had an open sexuality?
3: And, you know, the answer to that is, yeah, as long as I can remember. And I believe a lot of times uh, mothers, whatever the mothers believe, that is passed down to the daughters.
2: Uh, and,
3: and because I've um, always been sex positive and in and, 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 and my sexuality, I really needed to find out why, because I had learned that a lot of women had real hangups about sex. So, mm-hmm. of course, you know, I start reflecting and I go to God because, you know, that's the source. Mm-hmm. So he took me back to when I was a teenager and I'm ruffling all on the, you know, my mother's room, ruffling all under their mattress, looking for change to buy me some candy or whatever. And I find the book, The Joy of Sex. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, of course, I take it out from under the mattress and I start thumbing through it and I see these sex positions. And of course, I'm curious. I'm a teenager. So I keep on looking at the pictures. But one thing about it, I don't think I read one word, but I just remember those pictures. So Mm -hmm. when I was asking God, you know, why was it that I feel so open about my sexuality? That's when he brought that all together. And he allowed me to connect that experience with why I feel the way that I feel about my sexuality. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say, you know, that Whatever mothers, however mothers feel about sexuality, mm-hmm. they pass that down to their, to their daughters. Now, I grew up in the Apostolic Church. My father was a pastor. And, you know, I heard all of the same negative messages about sex. But thankfully for me, the message rang louder from my mother and finding that book. So mm-hmm. that's where, you know, my freedom, openness, and acceptance about my sexuality come from.
1: Wow. That's awesome. Um, I, he has the next question, but I wanted us to kind of take a step back and we're using terms that maybe people are not familiar with. So we're using the term uh, sex positive. Can you define that for the audience?
3: It just means the opposite of all the negative stuff that you've been hearing. So if you've been hearing that sex is dirty or a chore, it's a sex positive message is sex is a gift from God enjoyable, is juicy, and it's something for you and your husband to enjoy. So it's just turning whatever negatives you have heard or learned about sex on its head, on the opposite, and just say whatever the positive phrase is for whatever that negative um, mindset is or definition is.
0: Awesome. Awesome. This is really good, you guys. This is really, 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 really good. So for I always kind of I I think I connect with you maybe because I've always kind of been really positive about my sexuality even mm-hmm. though I've been like more reserved because they told us you know if you hold hands with the boy you'll have twins you know what I mean like <laughs> exactly. so I was always like I felt like I lost my virginity maybe a little bit later in life mm-hmm. uh, but not too late I think it was maybe average uh, time but I always felt like oh my god like. I ne I equated sex to um getting pregnant or or Mm -hmm. versus my own pleasure um Mm -hmm. but once I got over that obstacle and learned about that so first first of all then I I think I was able to get over that but anyway (laughs) what do you think is the biggest obstacle for Christian women to get over to enjoy sex
3: Well, the biggest obstacle for me, hands down, is their beliefs and attitudes about sex. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately for us as believers, this is a topic that they don't feel is, you know, a, a core area of teaching. So, you know, that really needs to change. And I just had a conversation with a guy yesterday. Um, who he's interested in bringing sexual wellness to the Christian community. And he said his wife was a a OBGYN and doing her residency. um, She said that the book that they had was 1400 pages and only two pages talked about pleasure. And I just thought that was a travesty, but that's why I said that needs to change. Now um, the majority of what we hear is sex is a sin before marriage. Tamika, you shared that, but what part sticks? Sex is a sin.
2: Mm-hmm. You
3: hear girls don't don't talk about it, let alone do it. You hear uh, you just are supposed to take care of your husband's needs. You hear that women shouldn't like sex too much. And imagine hearing that all your life, and it was just like you shared earlier, you hear that all your life, and then once you get married, people start telling you the opposite, that sex is good, that you should want to do it, that you know you should love it, and you should enjoy it. But the, the current messages, these positive messages, they don't compute because the negative messages or your past messages have become your beliefs. Mm-hmm. And we know that beliefs dictate your actions. Mm. So while a woman is trying to respond to the current messages, she's not able to, because she's in a battle with her beliefs from before. So what needs to happen is she needs to be re-educated and she needs to take time or give time. So those positive messages become her beliefs. So she needs to be taught and not just told. And then after that, then that's when that shift will happen. And it'll happen through affirmations actions like I shared in my bio and repetition because you know we know that repetition is the mother of learning.
1: Yes, yes, that's so good. Um and I know I don't want to 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 be ignorant or to to seem like we are being we're over generalizing generalizing church folks because mm-hmm. I know that there are some church people that are really trying to push for um just more education in their church mm-hmm. services and I I right. totally commend them and I applaud them. However, one thing that sticks out to me as you were talking is this myth that when a woman enjoys sex, she has like this Jezebel spirit, right? right. So <laughs> and and if, we, yeah. if, if you really read your Bible, study your Bible- Jezebel, the furthest thing about her was sex. It was Absolutely. more about her,
3: her controlling Absolutely.
1: spirit, right? <laughs> it was that yes. she was controlling. It was that she was um, a hard, like she was a hard woman. It, it wasn't, it had little to do with her sexuality. like. Right. So I think one of the things that we have a, a responsibility to do is to take away these myths that have been Told for so long. I love the word of God. It's what, it's my mm-hmm. foundation. It's what I stand on. But we also know that there are people that pervert the word of God and to make, you know, and it, uh, oftentimes because we live in such a patriarchal society,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they've, they've made everything uh, man positive. And when right. a woman likes it, it become now it becomes a bad thing. So for those of you that are listening, that feel like, well, I do enjoy sex, but I don't want to have the Jezebel spirit, cancel, clear, delete. That's
3: a lie. <laughs> That's right. That's a lie. Absolutely.
1: Right? You were able to enjoy sex in, in your marriage. So that leads us into... Our next question is: How can a a save, sanctify, Holy Ghost field, and then find right? <laughs> They're like the three of us. How uh-huh. can you enjoy sex and get your freak on without mm. conviction of sin, and especially if we truly believe the scripture that marriage is honorable in the bed undefiled?
3: Well. To answer the first part of the question (laughs) about getting your freak on, (laughs) it depends on the definition of get your freak on to the freaky person. Uh -uh. So, so is it hanging from the chandeliers? Is it? Uh oh. PC talking to talk.
0: Hey. Hey. You see, I'm just sitting over here minding my business and uh, <laughs> keeping <them> quiet. <laughs>
3: uh huh. Trying to be good, huh? <laughs> uh,
0: no, I just I don't want to offend nobody, so I'm just be quiet, you know? <laughs> All right. Let it all out. Let it on out. <laughs>
3: That's right. So, is it trying a new position? Is it using sex toys? Is it role play? Is it oral sex? Is it anal sex? Is it BDSM or is it something else? Or oh, is it something?
1: God. Oh my god! <laughs> or- Some of that stuff yeah. scares me, friends. I'm not. I'm not with the, the booty play. I ain't with the booty play.
3: <laughs> <laughs> see, and and and, but see, that's okay though. Got to know that that's all right.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But is it something that you really know that you don't handle business doing when you're trying to get your freak on? Because I really believe that as believers, we really know uh, our limits. And I know we have to be taught limits versus negative beliefs, but Mm -hmm. there is a moral conviction inside of every believer, I believe. So if it's that, that's the last thing, if it's something that you don't handle business doing, you just have to ask yourself these questions, period, first. So as far as the marriage bed being undefiled, some people think or believe that everything goes in marriage, and some people think that there are restrictions. Now, for me, I believe that anything can go as long as both parties agree, and that you're not violating God's laws. Like, for instance, if you bring another person into your bed, that's adultery. Yeah, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. So that that's my belief about both of those. So. Um, like I shared, if you feel like you guys are doing something and you feel it's a sin, I encourage you to go to the tried and true tested source, God, and mm-hmm. ask him. And if you're really serious and sincere about wanting to know, and if you're willing to stop it if he tells you to, then mm-hmm. he'll give you an answer. Yeah. And, and the other thing is he'll even give you an answer. If you don't ask him the question, like you mm-hmm. did with me, he said, You better stop doing that before you're not able to stop doing it.
1: Wow. So
3: I said, okay, let me stop. So that's my belief about that.
0: That's good. Whew, that's really good. So moving on to our next question. Like we we talked about how growing up, boys um into teenagers and men they have a very sex positive environment and I wouldn't even call it sex positive because it's a little bit negative because it's a little bit too much. You know what mm-hmm. I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um but a lot of the times you you get married and so us women we're told you know keep your cookies in a cookie jar, don't be freaky. And then men are told so you wild oats. you know so there's an mm-hmm. imp- imbalance maybe of knowledge or desire or expertise. So what do you think Christian men should do when trying to help their wives open up uh, sexually, knowing the imbalances of how we are taught our race?
3: Okay, I love this question. And I'm getting ready to share some good old 6Ed
2: one-on-one. Yay, let's get it!
3: (laughs) (laughs) So first, They need to be patient first and foremost, access that patience. Sexual intimacy is not a race. It's not about seeing how fast a man can make his woman come. Mm -hmm. I promise you if that's his mindset or his attitude, she will fake it every single time. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And one of the major keys to a woman's sexual satisfaction is relaxation.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Second, They need to get educated on a woman's female anatomy. Mm -hmm. They need to know that there are several parts other than the vagina involved in her sexual pleasure, like the clitoris, which is an entire structure that extends all the way down inside of a woman's body. And it sits behind her pubic hairs, the G area, which people usually call the G spot, but it's an entire area inside of the vagina. The mons venus or pubis, and that's that little triangle where the patch of your pubic hair sits. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: And the labia majora, those are the big fleshy lips in your vulva. The labia minora, those are the tiny lips inside of the big fleshy lips. The clitoral shaft, which is that hook right at the top of your clitoral structure. The clitoral hood, which is the foreskin that covers and protects. the the bud of the clitoris, your urethra, which is your pee hole, (laughs) 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 and your perineum, which is that area right in between your vagina and your anus. And that is an erogenous zone, but especially for men, it is for women, but that especially for men, just an FYI. Now, another thing, that men need to do is to understand how a woman's emotions play a huge part in her sexual experiences.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Third, that great sex is not like what you see in porno flicks. It takes yeah. more than like a longing look and throwing her on the bed and she's ready for hot, but naked sex.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Women are crockpots,
2: mm-hmm.
3: slow cookers, mm-hmm. and it takes women time to warm up. Men are like a light switch, women are slow slow cookers. Okay. Fourth, he needs to reassure her that she is beautiful. Because, Mm -hmm. trust and believe, her mind a lot of times is focused on how horrible she looks when she's naked. And fifth, he needs to understand that she has a woman has deep insecurities about her sex skills, and she needs his understanding. And for him to cheer her on and not criticize her.
2: Mm,
1: Mavis, you just, now this is the stuff that needs to be taught in school because I was trying to keep up with you. And I'm like, wait a minute, I got all (laughs) these parts down there.
3: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Man,
1: this is so good. And there's something that you shared and I'm just thinking of our audience. Um, and, you know, some of the listener letters that we get in and their women deal with so many insecurities, not yes. to um, add on to like after you had children or, you know, mm-hmm. me and P we did a hike, I kind of tricked her onto a, a really mm-hmm. <laughs> hard hike. And she was talking about, um, be, even even though she's not had any children, she's had female surgeries and that's mm-hmm. caused her to have, what do you call it, P? your little belly part. I call it, I call it my little fupa, my
0: fupa there, my little,
1: <laughs> right. And, and Pete very, she's very confident. She's a confident woman. Um, mm-hmm. but I could only imagine, you know, I've breastfed four babies or three babies, you know, so I, I, I worry about, you know, my breast sagging or what, you know, these are, th- these are real issues real, that women yes. go through. And a lot of times, um, Like you said, the man he's just like, I see booty, titties, and coochie, I'm ready to go. (laughs)
2: Right, (laughs) exactly.
1: A woman (laughs) is like, oh my god, but this, or you know, maybe my booty is ashy, like all these things because society. tells I never care
0: that my booty is ashy. My husband be too through with me. Why the booty always ashy? Do you want it or not?
2: (laughs) <laughs> it <laughs>
0: seems me because I've, you know, watched
1: um celebrities or people that I admire. I remember, I would never forget watching an episode of um Oh, what's the name of that show? I used to come on MTV and it's the people, Jersey Shore. And I remember uh-huh. Snooki saying, make sure you uh, lotion your booty. And that like stuck with me. Like, that's <laughs> crazy. That, you know, she ain't nobody. And she was out there really tuning and booting it. But it stuck with me. And and I always, little things like this stick with us, right? Because every um, image that we see of a woman is almost mm-hmm. perfection, yeah, right. And yeah, I'm absolutely. always perfection, and so we have to uh, remind one another and, and our husbands. I think that it's so good that you said that they have to. When my husband says that, when he's like, Man, you're beautiful, I'll be like, You can get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me to yes, um, because yeah. I because that insecurity, those thoughts are, and like another thing that you said is. Wondering if you're doing it right, right? Mm -hmm. Like, especially if you have, um, most people are not coming into their marriage unfortunately, where neither partner has ever been with anybody else. You know, mm-hmm. most of us have had other sexual experiences. Right. right. So the woman is constantly in her head, you know, comparing like, well, does this, this Susie do it this way? Does Sally, you know, I don't know if I'm doing this right or that right or, you know, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then not mm-hmm. to mention if you've ever, um, I think for me, I, I know you said, you know, whatever kind of convicts the, the people is what we need to go on. But for me, porn is just terrible because it makes you have this negative image of what sex is mm-hmm. and so you you yeah. are trying to make him squirt and do all, like do all this crazy stuff that all <laughs> this stuff takes time you know and I know that it's possible and mm-hmm. I know you could probably share some of the ways that that stuff is possible but it do, it doesn't happen on your wedding night Right. right, A lot of times right. it, that's not going to happen. So I think it's really important for that you're sharing this information and that after this episode, I want y'all to go and try, I want the brothers to go and try to explore some of these parts of the, of the vagina. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's right. And you know what? I can actually make this into a downloadable resource if somebody, if anybody wants it. What oh, I just listed for. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, so just let me know and I can, they can send me an email and I'll just send them the download
1: that would be really amazing. So yeah. Mavis, let's let's okay. You know y'all it's know okay. me, y'all always go down a different uh path. But I think it's necessary. <laughs> so t- t- statistics show that the divorce rate in the in Christian homes are um the same rate sometimes higher than those of the quote-unquote world. Um so how do you believe that um are what do believers need to do to Flatten that curve, right? And do mm-hmm. you believe it's because it's a direct correlation of lack of intimacy in marriages?
3: Yeah, well, well one of the studies, the uh, latest studies that I came across, um, which I was really happy about, was that the divorce rate in Christian marriage is about 43% and the um, non-Christian is over 50%. So I was happy about that little difference, but it's mm-hmm. still too high.
0: Yeah.
3: Now, as far as um, intimacy being uh, an issue, I believe, yes, it's one of the issues because I know there are these top three concerns in marriage, which are communication, finances, and intimacy. So, yes, I do think that has a a lot to do with the divorce rate. Now, I want to share this revelation that I, I got about marriage, sex, cheating, and divorce. So, and and this is generally speaking and not a man bash. And I know that women uh, cheat and get divorced, uh, Mm. initiate divorce too, but they also want a wife that's a freak in the bedroom. Now, the problem with that is that good girls, they are usually inexperienced in the bedroom. And this could lead to a lot of um, boredom and frustration for the husband or the man. Now, unfortunately, he might make the decision to go out and find him somebody that's going to do what his wife won't do, just for the sex sake, not because he's doing it because he's in love with the woman or anything like that, just for the sex sake. But what husbands need to do is to revisit the information that I just shared from the other um, the other question, um, and he needs to help his wife or his woman to feel confident, like he's going to be there with her. Through this whole process that he's, you know, uh, ride and die with her, you know, until they can come to some kind of, some kind of happy medium, then he can help her to become that freak in the bedroom. If she's game, because every woman is not, but if she's game now, if she's not, then my suggestion is he goes to God to get some wisdom. Mm. And then he grows up because maturity is so important in the sexual relationship or intimacy in the relationship. And he he has to remember that this is not all about him. This is a two-way process, a two-way street. And just remember that he made the vow to, to be there. So keep that the priority. And even women who do the same thing. And sex is very, very important. Yes, it is. And I just believe that if couples want to experience this amazing sexual relationship, that they have the power to do it and they have to use that power so they can both benefit from it. And the power is their intimacy, is love, is care, it's it's their body's capacity for pleasure, is God's gift of sex, it's their patience and it's their commitment. That's good, that's really
0: beautiful. I think, Mavis, you've already talking about what people need to do as far as the kind of um, overcome uh, the divorce rate in a Christian homes. Um, so you already kind of touched on it, but can you go a little bit deeper and define a uh, kingdom marriage in your own words?
3: Okay, now for me, it's simple. Kingdom marriage is a marriage that's ordained by God. That's to me because people get married for all kinds of reasons and they'll say that God put us together and all that but he really didn't which is why there's so many problems uh in a lot of marriages so kingdom marriage is also built on principles of love of care of concern respect and trust of ministry of purpose of spiritual connection of course and support and sexual intimacy mm-hmm. now one of yeah, and one of the foundational aspects to me of a kingdom marriage is that when you have problems, arguments, fights, when you're not liking each other so much, when you're disappointed or frustrated, that you can go to God and he, and talk to him and he'll give you what you need. So you can demonstrate the fruits of the spirit, you know, of long suffering, of self-control, of forgiveness, which is probably the most important uh, fruit. Forgiveness. So I believe if your marriage is ordained by God, that it's never about leaving.
2: Hmm.
1: Never.
3: That He has a greater purpose for you. Maybe say your that marriage.
1: again for the people in the back that didn't hear you.
3: Yeah, I believe <laughs> if, if <laughs> your marriage is ordained by God, is never about leaving. I believe you might get to that point because I think every marriage gets to the point where you're on the brink of divorce. And I just think that's part of the marriage process. But if he ordains you to be together, it's never about leaving. And he has a greater purpose for it. And you just have to seek him to find out what it is. And even if it takes years, because most of the time it will take years for you to find out. And that's when your prayer comes in. And that's when you you, you build your relationship with God more. And that's when you're able to stay close to God. And that, to me, is what kingdom marriage is all about.
1: Yeah, that that sounds good to me. That was a great definition. I couldn't have said it any better. So we are going to move into our favorite portion of the show. Mavis, thank you so much. This was so good. And I feel like we just really touched the tip of the iceberg.
2: Yeah, we definitely
1: need to have you on again to go deeper into. Because one question that's kind of lingering in my spirit is sex versus intimacy. And I think that Mm -hmm. that is a big topic that we need to explore.
0: All right. So all of that was just so awesome. And we love every week to bring you guys a community spotlight. And a lot of times our community spotlight is our guests because our guests often wear a lot of hats and do a lot of phenomenal things. So I guess, Mavis, you do so many things. So this is your opportunity (laughs) just to toot your own horn and just to let us know where we can find you and what you have to offer. Go ahead. Let us know, girl.
3: Okay. So first, let me share my email, because if you have any questions, I want you to email me at askmavis at mavismcnight.com. So I'm open to any questions. No question is off limits. Just type it in there in the comment section. Uh, once you send an email, and I will uh, get back to you with a response in 24 to 48 hours. And my website is www.mavismcnay.com. So it's all very simple. And I recently launched my journal. It's um, the Miseducation of the Church Girl, revealing truths about sex sexuality, and self-love, and, self-love. And, it's, and, it's- <laughs> <laughs> and it's a personal journal of self-discovery. Now, this journal, it will help women to, to unpack negative beliefs about sex, to uncover obstacles to sexual joy, to unleash their potential for sizzling and fulfilling sexual intimacy, just to name a few. And the journal is loaded with fun and engaging activities to get your creative juices flowing, empowering declarations and information to boost your sexual self-confidence, intimate exercises that move you toward body self-awareness and body acceptance, and powerful action steps designed to transform your relationship with your sexual self. And I just want to say, if you're disappointed with the sex you've been having, My journal is your solution. So, I gotta do a commitment. That's right. (laughs) Make a commitment that you wanna uh, bask in the rewards of sexual joy. And and I also uh, wrote a book called Secrets of a Good Wife Sex Truths and Other Marriage Essentials. And this book I wrote a a couple of years ago, and it is um, an introduction into my journal that I just um, launched. Now, I wrote this book for three reasons. One for, one, for women to learn the man design, learn how to be in marriage and how to stay in marriage and learn how to communicate more effectively so they can be the best wife they can be. And two, for a woman to... Ah, uh, develop her and build her love and value for herself, so she can attract the right type of male mate to her, um, whether she's inside or outside of the marriage. Because my husband always says, when the woman changes, the man follows.
2: Yeah. <laughs> He's going to
3: change with her. So you have to change your insides before your outside will change. And the last reason is so women can learn to get their sexual needs met. So. This book is also available uh, on my website. You can go to www.MavisGoodnight.com and click on my store link and just go ahead and put your order in and I'll make sure that it gets to you as quickly as possible. Yeah,
1: So, so good. You guys already know at Tuesdays with Tamika how much we love journals, how much (laughs) we love authors, and how much we love, you know, just, as as we always say, lifting as we climb. So this is another area where, you know, Mavis, you have truly been the lifter in this conversation. Mm-hmm. And we just really, like P said, we appreciate you sharing your wisdom sharing your time, sharing your knowledge, because these are taboos that are talked about. Um, All of Mavis's information will be in the show notes. If you guys need to get in contact with her, you can DM us. Um, We will also attach all of her social media handles. So you'll be able to follow her and, and just get more intentional about your sexuality. Um, I would say um, this is not just for married women because right. I prepared myself to be a wife. And this is yes. one of the ways that I prepared myself to be a wife. It wasn't that I was like out having sex, trying to figure out what kind of sex I like. I just had <laughs> to be comfortable <laughs> in my sexuality. You know, yes. one of the things when I did my journaling to my husband, one of the things that I would often write is me and my husband will have healthy, fulfilled Sex, like I would write yes. that. I would say we we're gonna have good sex, and Beautiful. you know we're gonna desire one another. And and I ain't telling all me and Mr. Thomas's business, but listen, we doing our.
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'm happy to hear that! Yay! <laughs>
1: yes. So I, I thank you, Mavis. I thank you. You know this. You need to be speakers in women's ministry meetings. You need to women. You know these. A lot of our church. People, once the doors open back up, we know Governor Newsom put us back on restriction. Mm -hmm. But once, you know, and it doesn't only have to be in the four walls. God has given us the ability to Zoom and to have different ways for us to meet. She, You guys need to book her. She is a wealth of information. Like I said, we just barely... Um, hit the tip of the iceberg Mm -hmm. and it's not only for women because I feel like that's what happens in church we get talked at the women Mm -hmm. often get talked at about what we need to be doing Mm -hmm. we never address the men so this needs to be at are your couples retreat at different book her book her to get this information out so Mavis I am going to allow you the honors To do our just wrap up. Any wise words, any any words of wisdom, it may be a quote, it may be something that you kind of live by that you want to share with our Tuesdays with Tamika audience to just package all this wonderful knowledge and put a beautiful sexy bow on top.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, well, I just want to say to mainly the women, this first part is that I believe that sexual pleasure is your birthright.
2: Mm, and think and,
0: about
3: it. Yeah. And that's the the approach that I come from. And that's what I want every woman that's in the audience listening on, on on your podcast to start thinking about sex in that way or sexual pleasure in that way. That it is your birthright and it's and you deserve it. And it's nothing for you to be ashamed of, nothing for you to feel guilty about, and nothing for you to be embarrassed about. It's a mm-hmm. gift from God, and like to you said earlier, that he created every part of our body, and one thing I like to say to, you know, people that I share this information with, he did not, you know, create you from head to the top of your thighs, and then jump to the middle of your thigh, and then mm-hmm. continue with your human creation. He mm-hmm. created every part of you, and he created this gift for, for your body to enjoy, so my main um, encouragement I want to give to women in general is to to appreciate and accept that sexual pleasure is your birthright. And to the couples, just understand that you're a team and that all the outside stuff is outside stuff. And you have to remember when you're dealing with outside stuff that you can't blame each other for whatever the stuff is that's going on. You're believers. God should be first in your life. You always have that resource to go to, to ask God for wisdom for whatever it is that you need. So always remember your team, not on different sides of the fence. You're not fighting against each other. And that sexual intimacy is one thing that is like glue that holds your marriage together. And if you start looking at it like that and add all the other beautiful aspects of marriage to it, then you will have an amazing and wonderful, fulfilling marriage and sex life. Woo! Beautiful
1: that was so good i want you guys to when you are reposting this episode hashtag sex is your birthright lady. birthright absolutely
3: yes that was
1: sexual so pleasure good. is your birthright yes yes that was so so very good make sure you at mavis when you when you uh write that out at mavis mcknight i know you can find her on instagram and on mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook okay. at Mavis McKnight. Like I said, all of her information will be in the show notes. We gonna have you, but come back for round two. We gonna have not you. Right. Come back.
3: <laughs> Sounds good.
1: I want to, the truth be told, I wanna know what was in positions in that book. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Look,
3: I, I don't remember those, but I sure can not give you some, I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. See, that's, what gonna, that's what I'm gonna buy you next. A, a, a little, you know, so you can have a little you know, oh, not a little mild, See, a little mild book, there's something mild. See, she's always trying to corrupt. It's it. coming? It's <laughs> coming. You <laughs> we, we, we Say this is not corruption. I'm trying to enlighten you. I'm trying to make sure you have access to your birthright.
3: That's right. Absolutely.
1: I love it. I love it. Thank you, ladies, so much for a very uh, fulfilling and rewarding episode. I, I hope every man, woman that listens to this podcast, they get something out of it and they understand that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God yes. created all of us and he loves us with his all. With that, we love you guys. We miss you guys. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye.